0: Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence.
1: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York.
0: The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush,
1: Rush.
0: Now, here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Welcome, my friends, to the Thursday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio, 77 If you would like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to get a hold of us, 800-848-WABC. What a day. They all are days like... Oh, and Diego just reminded me that today is the shortest day of the year. We're officially into winter. I would argue that this winter has been going on for three years now winter in America ever since Joe Biden. Well, that's another story. But, nonetheless, so you can look at it half full. Shortest day of the year. Tomorrow, the days start getting longer. And the cycle repeats. But we're in winter. And I think when a princess dies, favorite people has to be Karl Rove. I say that jokingly. Um... He is predicting, Carl, is that the uh, United States Supreme Court is going to kick out this Trump ballot ban. It's fundamentally undemocratic. I read yesterday from a Heritage piece that just tore this thing apart. If you read through the New York Times, if you read through the Amazon Prime Washington Post, what you will find... I couldn't believe as I was reading this stuff. They were, oh, this suit is great. This suit was based on the law. This suit is based on uh, a great legal interpretation. And you wonder why citizens in America can look at the same issue and see it through very different lenses. All you have to do is read their media and our media now. The difference is, they didn't go through any specifics about why this was a good piece of law. They just declared it a good piece of law, whatever this piece was. I was reading, and I forget which one of the leftist papers it was in. Whereas the conservatives, the, the, the conservative press, will take it apart and tell you the reason for their analysis. The liberals, it's like this expert, Lawrence Tribe says it's great, this guy says it's great, so it must be great, they're experts, but they don't give you the actual reasoning. One of the things I loved about the, uh, the Heritage piece, it went through it point by point. Here's our reasoning. Well, Oh, there's also a big story, I think, Fox News about some of the people behind this lawsuit in Colorado, the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington crew. They've been around since the Clinton days. In fact, they were one of the first uh, Clinton-era action groups to come up. I remember doing some research on this bunch back in the early days. They're not about ethics. They're not about responsibility they're about liberal agenda and that's it and that's what their role in this has been there were stories you knew this was going to happen about the threats (coughs) I say that Supreme Court in Colorado were meeting threats The only thing we don't know is who is making these threats. The assumption is, yes, I still have a head cold, it's terrible. The assumption we're supposed to get from reading these stories about the threats is, oh, these Trump people, violent people they are. But what is not being said is that, look, I don't know who's making the threats. Many of them are vile. But did it ever occur that these threats could also be coordinated political activity? It never seems to occur to the left that members of their own side might be the ones doing this. so that they can get the desired result. Andrew Giuliani is going to be here at 430. I expect we'll talk about what's going with, on with his dad. And if you want to weigh in on that, by all means, feel free. It's terrible. I feel so bad for me, Rudy. And what they are trying to do to him. They won't succeed ultimately. Yeah, we're going to take a little break. I'm going to take a little cough drop here. And get myself in order. Dariana Ross and the Supremes. On this day, it had to be a Sunday. They were with Ed Sullivan, their last appearance as Diana Ross and the Supreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is what they performed. Most early's Rush Out. Keep it right here on WABC. Your call is welcome. 800-848-9222.
0: Hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bow Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple
1: Podcast Network. Hope you're enjoying this holiday season here with us on WABC Talk Radio 77. Yeah, we play the Liberals too. Bruce Springsteen's album, Born in the USA surpassed Michael Jackson's thriller on this day in 1985 to become the second longest lasting LP on the Billboard U.S. Top 10. Stayed there for 79 weeks. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah. Okay, that piece I was talking about before was in actually the Amazon Prime Washington Post. Disqualifying Trump may be legally sound, but fraught for democracy, scholars say. After warning, this is written by this woman, Sarah Ellison. After warning for years that Donald Trump posed an existential threat to American democracy. Can you can you believe they even... They actually believe this crap. After warning for years that Donald Trump posed an existential threat to American democracy, two constitutional scholars proposed a possible solution over the summer to keep him from regaining power. Trump, they argued, could be banned from holding office under an obscure provision. Of the 14th Amendment, the push by former U.S. Courts of Appeals Judge J. Michael Luddig, a conservative, and Harvard, a conservative, a rhino, and Harvard professor Lawrence H. Tribe, a liberal, an uber liberal, was considered a long shot. But on Tuesday, it was unexpectedly validated by the Colorado Supreme Court which ruled Trump was ineligible for the state's primary ballot because he had engaged in an insurrection. Tribe and Ludwig both cheered the president's setting decision, which the Trump campaign has vowed to appeal and which is almost certain to be taken up by the U.S. Supreme Court. But whatever the future of the case, constitutional scholars say, it poses some of the thorniest and most consequential questions for american democracy of any in recent years miss ellison then goes on to say that many scholars say the colorado decision may be legally sound who are they please tell us your many scholars so we can know that these are the people that should be avoided, Which schools to avoid besides Harvard University. Oh, 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 I mentioned yesterday 40 other cases of plagiarism. You have to love the way Harvard is handling this. Harvard says, yes, well, there have been other instances of du- b- duplicative language. Really? They will not call plagiarism, plagiarism. We found other instances where our president plagiarized, borrowed, stole someone else's words. Folks, you are watching the practice of affirmative action on steroids at Harvard. We got this black chick, and she's a twofer. Her last name is Gay. So we got a black gay as the president. And we don't care. We're going to keep this black gay in the presidency. Oh, you say she committed plagiarism? No problem. We're going to just have her go back all these years later and touch up her dissertation. She plagiarized in her dissertation. This is what people complain about. They say if you are a minority on affirmative action, you don't have to be the best. You don't need to be the best. All you need to do is be black or whatever other minority status granted you your affirmative action. And there's your ticket to ride. And Ms. Gay is proving this. I guarantee you, pick somebody. Pick a white guy. Just go on the street, find a white guy, and just say, okay, hey, we're going to make you president of Harvard. Your name is going to be Frank White Guy Gay. And the press comes back later and says, hey, you know, we've been looking at Frank White Guy Gay, Republican, head of Harvard. Number one, there would be like lynch mobs at Harvard every week to try to get him out, but aside from that. We found that this guy was a serial plagiarist. They'd have a little board meeting. At the end of the day, they'd come out, they'd shake their heads in shame. We feel very badly that we were duped here, but our intellectual integrity at at this university must be preserved, and therefore we have had to let Mr. Frank Gay Guy go. This woman is still sitting there as president, A serial plagiarist is the president of Harvard University. You tell me what other reason would allow her to remain in that position. Only one. Okay, back to this. The scholars unnamed in the Washington Post are saying that this may be a legally sound position. But they worry because people, they understand that people are going to be ticked off. Now, I still don't know where The proof is, in anything, that this is a legally sound position. But the Washington Post doesn't have to defend that. They can just wrap it around, scholars say, oh, because a bunch of scholars said it, we're supposed to say, oh, okay, it's legally sound. But are these the same scholars that are running around talking about from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, same scholars? because scholars say something, that wraps it up. A few scholars have said this is legally sound, and therefore, end of story, the scholars have spoken. Doesn't work like that. Not in my book. For his part, Ludig is saying that the Supreme Court ruling was masterful And is unassailable. Well, if it's unassailable, why would the Supreme Court even bother to take it? I tell you, these people with their biased hatred toward Trump, they cannot, I don't care what their position is, judge, minister, referee, whoever they are, actor, De Niro's going nuts on Trump again, like he doesn't have his own problems. These people are so blinded by their sheer hatred, For Donald Trump, nothing else matters. But I'll tell you when it will matter. It will get to the court. And this will be decided on a legal premise. When that happens, we'll see how sound the scholarship here. Scholars say, oh yeah, scholars say a lot of things. Scholars say that you should stop driving your car so much because you're, you're hurting the planet, but they never say that about their heroes who cruise around the world in expensive yachts, who fly private planes everywhere so that they can attend these conferences telling you to give up your car or give up your gas stove. Scholars say. Scholars say is not a sufficient reason to believe anything coming from the New York Times, the Washington Post, or any of these other institutions. So, there's another story today in the New York Times about all of this. It's the political memo by Reid Epstein, reporting from Washington. Democrats keep hoping it's curtains for Trump. He's still center stage. And the first sentence does say it all, rather compactly and neatly. As Donald Trump faces a new threat to his political future, this time over the question of ballot eligibility, Democrats again find themselves looking toward American institutions to stop him. And that's exactly right. They are not trying to stop him in the ballot box. They are hoping that the judges do it, that somehow they can use the levers of the bureaucracy to stop Donald Trump. For as long as Donald J. Trump has dominated Republican politics, many Democrats have pined for a magic cure-all to rid them of his presence. There was the Mueller investigation. Then came the first impeachment. Then the second impeachment. Yep, they can't get him, no matter what. He still stands. And this is what has got them upset. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, Andrew Giuliani Just Diego. what are we coming in with? We are coming in with
0: Wichita lineman Glenn Campbell topped the U.S. uh, album chart with this one. Uh, Although the LP would stay on the chart for 46 weeks, it would be Campbell's only number one album, unfortunately. The title track, which was written by American songwriter Jimmy Webb, reached number three in the U.S. singles chart.
1: Yeah, the last time we played this, I told everybody how much I love this song. This song is pure Americana. You said it was
0: a Norman Rockwell painting. Of That's right.
1: It, this, is, this is the equivalent. This song is the equivalent of a Norman Rockwell painting. It is pure, beautiful, beautiful Americana. I know I need a small vacation But it don't look like rain And if it snows that stretch down south won't ever
0: It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. I love the colorful clothes
1: 1946 birthday today of Carl Wilson, American musician, singer, songwriter, record producer, co-founder of The Beach Boys. Lead vocals. That's him on this one, the lead vocals, Good Vibrations. I'm up good vibrations. She's Died in uh, 1998 I I in February. My, my good good in February. Birthday, my, my Birthday nonetheless, Carl Wilson. My, my good, good the Beach Boys on WABC. Andrew Giuliani is with us. It's Thursday, and I look so forward to having our chat, Andrew. Um, this week, I got to tell you, I'm just a little bit uh, feeling a little bit blue um, yeah. because of all of the stuff your dad is going through. Yeah, and right. it just re- it's painful. It's painful to read about it. It's painful to watch it transpire in front of us. It's painful to see the left just continue with this vicious, <clears throat> partisan, horrific attack on his character and on him and i don't know my feelings on this can't be anything compared to yours and what you're going through andrew
0: yeah james look it it really really is frustrating obviously as a as a son who sees how much my father has cared about our constitution our rule of law um about the country and about the future of not just this city um, but of this incredible experiment that is the United States of America, of Western civilization, uh, to see exactly how avowed communists are going after him. And by the way, for all those out there, and maybe I was guilty of this a few short years ago, that that might have said, you know what, you know, I, I know you hear some people preaching socialism and communism, but you know it's very far away. Well, you know, Reagan was right; you're only one generation away from it. And I got to tell you. It is right here on our doorstep right now. And if you don't see it with regards to Rudy Giuliani, as I see it every single day, then you see it with this Colorado Trump ruling. Then you see it with this judge in New York that is trying to take away all of Trump's property. Then you see it with Jack Smith, who is just a radical's radical and has a whistleblower complaint against him as well about potentially using bribing uh, uh, people in uh, in The Hague. Um, So but look, obviously, as a son, it's extremely frustrating to see this. But I I know what they're doing and you know what they're doing. and, And anybody that has, you know, two eyes opened that sees this understands exactly what they're doing. And they're trying to make sure that anybody who's willing to come out and stand up for our Constitution, for American values, for our way of life, that they don't stand up, that they think twice or three times or five times before they stand up again. And I have to tell you, James. I think they're doing this directly with 2024 in mind. This is not a long-term thing. This is a short-term thing with 2024. They don't want people to stand up in 2024 if maybe some people might have a complaint about a way an election may be run. And that's exactly what the purpose of this is. And they felt like if they couldn't tear down Trump, which they're trying to do, the next best thing was America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. But... James, and, you know, I know I said this the other day, but it really, really is true. Um, I know history will prove him right on this. And I don't know how long that's going to take. I don't know if it's going to take months, years, decades, or maybe even longer than that. But I know when people go and look back at Rudy Giuliani's, not just his career, but what he's done the last couple of years, I think they'll see somebody that was standing up against all kinds of, enemies throwing everything at them that had the courage to stand up when others might not have.
1: Andrew, that is so well said and so well expressed. And I could not agree with you on every single point that you made more. Um, And I just hope, you know, I hope you know how much we, many of us millions around this nation, love your dad, love his energy love what he's done for our nation and love the fight love the fact that he keeps fighting no matter what obstacles are thrown in front of him by these people
0: well james you know what i i do and to see all of the outpouring of support not just today from friends maybe from people that i haven't heard from in years even who have reached out it's it's been wonderful to see that um to see it on social media uh, has been spectacular as well and 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 it certainly makes you realize that uh, we're not alone in this fight. I think the only thing that I would urge to everybody is, you know, if if you want to pick up the mantle the way Rudy Giuliani has, um, then you need to make sure that you are going out there, that you have a plan for 2024, whatever it is. Maybe it's a matter of volunteering and making some calls for your candidate. Maybe it's calling different states, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Michigan, to try to get people to go out there and vote in the states, that are really, really the swing states that may decide this election. Whatever it is, you have to have a plan for the fall of 2024 because if we don't win in the fall of 2024, then it's not just Rudy Giuliani's granddaughter and my daughter who's going to have a very different United States of America. It's all of our kids. So I know the way that my dad thinks about this. He looks at this and says, how are we going to win next year to save this incredible experiment that is America?
1: Absolutely. Let's turn the page for a minute, Andrew, talk about Mayor Adams. He's blaming the rats again. The rats, along with the cost of living, COVID-19, are big reasons why New Yorkers are fleeing the state in droves. A recent report came out. New York lost over 102,000 people last year. He some subs- he the mayor says some people who have children and families decide they want to go to a place where their children can play outdoors, larger green spaces you want to see animals you don't see except for rats in New York <laughs> uh it's the rats that's why yeah. people are leaving it it's yeah it's the rats
0: well i guess I guess this made more sense than whatever he said a couple of days ago when he was talking about. How people come to New York, and then they may see a plane crash into into uh, into to, into the Twin Towers or something like that, and explaining that why that's the greatest, uh, why, why this is the greatest city in the world. Um, but again, this just shows how you know out of touch and nonsensical Adams is. I mean, to 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 really look at the problems that we have in New York and just blame it completely on the rats. Look, I certainly am seeing a more of a rat population going on over here. Uh, But I think it's pretty simple. I think if you actually clean up the city, if you were able to maybe, let's say, have a more business friendly environment, less regulations against businesses, you have less places shutting down. By the way, also, if you had a safer city and you empowered our police to be proactive instead of reactive, then guess what? You would have more businesses staying in New York, competing to be in New York rather than fleeing. And guess what? That's when you end up seeing the broken windows theory take place where you start seeing the neighborhoods block by block get better, improving. Uh, sadly, you know, it's uh, when you look at this last city council meeting that happened just yesterday, I'm going to be going out to, to Vicki Palladino's uh, Christmas party a little later tonight, one of the you know best elected officials in the state of New York, in my opinion, and a great city council member. Uh, when I look at the hearing in the city council yesterday, and they go and, and sign off on basically bogging down our PD and paperwork here, where if you have a tourist that goes up to them and asks for directions, now all of a sudden they've got to file a twenty twenty-five minute report on exactly what happened, the age, the gender. Don't get caught in calling them the wrong gender. Um, so this is just a way to tear up our police and really hurt our city even more. So it's just – you know one radical policy after another i'm afraid james that this is just the tip of the iceberg what we're seeing with people fleeing new york i'm just seeing it more and more where people not just maybe who are you know in their 60s 70s maybe 80s who were thinking about retiring going to someplace warm someplace a little easier on the bones but people that are my age that are looking and saying are their children going to get as good of a life here in new york for the premium That we're paying. And more and more people are starting to say no. And I just have this feeling that with all of these policies coming down, both from not just City Hall, but also Albany, I think in Albany, you recently saw that they're pushing a $40 billion tax hike on the state of New York. You know, that would be a mass exodus. It's disaster.
1: Disaster.
0: Complete disaster. Complete
1: disaster. Look what they did to Airbnb. They have put. Now you can't rent your own property, and I'm surprised there are no lawsuits about this. Yeah. You have to jump through all kind of hoops if you wanted to put your property up on Airbnb. Airbnb. This is a direct gift to the hotels, by the way. And the hotels are actually approaching uh, uh, pre-pandemic capacities. And the prices, of course, are going up like crazy. Tourists are packing into New York City for the holiday experience. The hotel prices have been soaring, and there 's a ban now you can 't rent your a your air your place if you have a home. They put all kind of regulations on it you can 't rent it out for airbnb for a few days. You have to go through hoops unless you 're going to do it for thirty days or more. This is absolutely these you know it, it it is not the 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 rats that are sending New York (laughs) down a spiral. It's the crats, the Democrats. (laughs) Everything that you look at that these people touch, they screw up everything. They just cannot let people enjoy their freedom. They can't let people enjoy their property. They can't let people profit. These Mm know-it-alls, these know-it-alls, many of them who have never worked an honest day in their whole life, And I mean that, um, that was a little takeoff on the Nigel Farage speech. I will never forget that. He looks out across the the parliament at the EU, the EU gathering, and he says, many of you have never worked an honest day in your life. All you've (laughs) done is legislate. All you have done is pretend to be experts and tell people how they should live their lives. You don't know what it's like to actually have to work an honest day. And the same for a lot of these bureaucrats that come up with all these regulations to hinder people, to hinder economic growth, to take people's property and tell them what they should do with their own property. It's sickening, Andrew.
0: You know, that sounds like something I read in, uh, I don't know, Critical Theory by Karl Marx, right? You think about it. What's one of the first things you have to do in communism, right? You have to go after people's property rights and you have to centralize it in a government structure and that's exactly what they're doing another example that communist communism is right on our doorstep it's right in front of our noses it's right here it's right here it's It's right right here here. and and that's how important it is right now to make sure that we get this right that we get the next ten and a half months right because i'm telling you if we don't get this right and we're going to lose our country the way that it is. It's slipping, just like New York City is slipping right now. It looks like you're seeing in some of these other big cities. You want a uh, Congress and a Senate and a President who's going to rule like New York City, like Albany, like California, like San Francisco, like Chicago. Well, then you know, let's sit back on our hands and let's say, you know what? We'll we'll come up with a plan. You know, late next year. No, got to come up with a plan now because if not, it's going to be too late. But again, another example of just how they are killing, killing New York City. And it's so sad because, James, you know this. I mean, there's a playbook that works. Going back to that first guy you asked me about, Rudy Giuliani put together a playbook for anybody who wants to make New York the number one city in the world. And here's a, here's a secret I want to tell you. The amazing thing about New York City is it's got – so many intangibles that other cities around the world don't have so you just don't have to screw it up too much and you're still going to be an economic leader you're still going to be a place where tourists thrive to come to you're still going to be a place that's going to lead in arts and culture and obviously have an incredible sports scene and all of that but guess what these guys can't even not screw it up too much they have to go and completely turn this thing into a communist hellhole excuse me because that's what we're on the path to do And to me, it's just a matter of again. And I know I I sound like a broken wet record here, but we got to get this right in the next ten and a half months. Because if we don't get this right, then this this slope that's slippering fast to communism, it's going to be right in front of us.
1: Well, you know, the only thing that I would take issue with what you said when you talked about the great New York sports team. Let's see: Giants, (laughs) Jets, (laughs) Knicks, (laughs) Nets. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. It's been a tough Mets.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not so much.
0: I'm blaming it on de Blasio. Since de Blasio, you know, hey, look, under Rudy Giuliani, the Yankees won four world championships, the Rangers won. So, you know, there's another uh, feather in Rudy Giuliani's cap for you.
1: (laughs) Boom. All right, talk to me, Andrew, last thing, on this Colorado case that, to me, is just um, these people are just literally trying to provoke the right with everything they have in their arsenal. They want to see, they want to see this country erupt. I'm not saying violently, but they want to see it erupt. And they know what, and that's my view of it. They know what they're doing here. This is not accidental. What are your, what are your thoughts on this Colorado non-legal, legal ruling by the Colorado Supreme Court?
0: Well, I think you're right. I think they know, and this is kind of chaos your year. And I think they don't mind the return threat of trying to remove Biden from some of these states for what is far more an insurrection than anything Donald Trump ever did on January 6th or any other day of his extremely successful presidency, which is just the invasion on the southern border that continues to happen under Joe Biden's nose. And he does nothing to it. And it hurts not just border states, as we're seeing all the way up to New York, Chicago, all these other places. But look, you've you've broken down the fundamentals of the case very well on your show. I heard you. But again, it just bears repeating that this is based off of a committee, a committee that was formed against the rules of the House, that the minority never had the opportunity, Republicans never had the opportunity to admit who they wanted to, Jim Jordan and others that actually would have presented a full case of what actually happened on january 6th instead it was a nancy pelosi pushed committee that ended up having two republicans truly republicans in name only in liz cheney and adam kinzinger who probably criticized trump more than most democrats and then complete ignorance of the actual facts so the fact that trump has ever been tried for insurrection has never been brought up on charges for insurrection has never actually um been convicted of insurrection, but they're actually basing it off of a sham committee hearing that Trump never even got to present his facts of the case that shouldn't have actually happened by the rules of the House. And that's what what these judges, that's what judges, people that actually spent their life going through law school, learning the legal profession, actually base this off of. And I think, James, that shows all of us out there that what the left has done over the last, I don't know, 30 years, 40 years, it's not just outflank us in uh, higher education and now you know, middle school education as well, lower school education. It's not just outflanking us on many of the legacy media outlets, although I think your point that you made last week, which I think conservative media is more fragment. I think you're right about that. But let's say the legacy media outlets, the New York Times, the Washington Post. NBC stuff like that. They have also outflanked us in actually putting political activists in our judiciary system.
1: Oh, without a doubt.
0: It is amazing to see
1: without a doubt.
0: All of these judges out here that basically they're political operatives. That's what they are. And I have to tell you, yes, yeah, that's exactly right.
1: We got to wrap it up, Andrew. Time for me to check in with Lou Dobbs. Absolutely a pleasure as always. To speak with you, my friend. Thank you. We're praying for you and praying for your family. Merry Christmas, Andrew.
0: Merry Christmas, James. To you and all the WABC listeners out there, we love you.
1: Yeah, knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's Gate. I know, Heaven's Gate. I was thinking about the Heaven's Gate, that that, 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 uh, cult. Anyway, this record went to number one. On the U.S. and the United Kingdom single starts on this day. With the consent of Bob Dylan, Ted Christopher, there was a new verse written. In memory of a school teacher that was killed and school children killed in the Dublin Massacre. We've seen, by the way, another one of these horrific school shootings today in Prague. Massive. Yeah. Time to check in with Lou Dobbs. Your call is coming up. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We're going to be with you really soon.
0: Knock, knock, knock what? It's the rush hour with Bo Snerdley on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Hello, darkness, my old friend. Even though the song was written in 1966. Talk with you again. It had been the favorite of a 27 year old Victoria Soto in 2012. Victoria was killed along with many others at the Sandy Hook Elementary School Massacre in 2012. Paul Simon was a family friend. He performed this song. At the church where Victoria Soto's life was honored. 26 people killed in the Sandy Hook Massacre. December 14th, 2012. And then there are those conspiracy theorists who claimed it never happened.
0: James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, presents Rapid Phones.
1: Rick in New Jersey, you're on WABC. How are you this afternoon, Rick?
0: Good. How about yourself, James? Very good. Uh appears now that the left is trying to take away Christmas presents. A woman named Dinah Van Tulliken from the Daily Mail wrote a piece called Why I Refuse to Buy Any Gifts This Christmas and doting grannies and aunties can't either. And one of the lines is, everything we buy kids will go into landfills, dot, dot, dot. With the planet on fire and plastics everywhere, it seems like we're at a, a moment of reckoning and have been for a for some time. The end of the world is always a day away.
1: Yeah. Well, good for her. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that article to our attention I, didn't, I scour the Daily Mail every day, and I miss that one. So thank you for pointing out that to all of us, Rick. Alan, in Orange County, you're up next.
0: Hey, Bo. Holiday greetings to you, your family, and your staff. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to really quickly uh, allude to uh, what you said earlier in the program about the death threats to the Colorado justices that came up with yes. this ridiculous decision. I wanted to compare that with the death threats against the Supreme Court judges after the Roe v. Wade verdict was released, and nothing seems to have happened to those people.
1: Oh, yeah, Uh, they went to their houses. They were protesting in front of Gorsuch's house and others. And the left, the whole media operation apparatus, they don't care. No big deal. They should be outraged.
0: Schumer. Uh, threatened them on live TV. What happened? That's to him? right. Not a bullshit thing.
1: He said there will be a whirlwind if they make this decision. He threatened them. You're absolutely right. The double standard continues. Thank you, Ellen. Christine, Long Island.
0: Yes, uh, thank you so much, Mr. Sturdley. So, what I'm calling in regards to is Airbnb. I live on Long Island. My next door neighbors, they rented their houses in Airbnb. They moved to Florida. And I had, and I'm a single woman living on a, a dead end street. Okay. And I had people coming and going, coming and going for three days um, nine cars, 13 people. Um, And so I am not a favor. I don't favor Airbnbs. The village did change the rules to 28 days or more. And um, so I just wanted to tell you how I what. what Well, I'm 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 glad glad you called. I appreciate it. I'm
1: glad you called, and I do appreciate it. Look, there's no question that local governments do have the authority to zone and to make regulations concerning houses. I also think, though, what we always miss in this, and and by the way, landlords and landladies need to act responsibly as well. Otherwise, the results are just what you said. The government will step in. So thank you, Christine, and best holiday season to you. Let's go to Cirrus in Staten Island very quickly. Ten seconds, 20 seconds. Okay, is that me? You, that's you. Okay. Yes, well... Uh, just what Giuliani was talking uh, talking about, the way um, they've taken over the courts and stuff. China has taken everyone
0: to school. They've showed you how to wage the Third World War by buying up your, 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 the countries you want.
1: Boom. Thank you. That's it for us for today. May God bless and protect each and every one of you, your families, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, back for the Friday edition of Boston Early's Rush Hour tomorrow. Until then,
0: bye.